Welcome to the Amory School. I am Jackson. I'm Joe and Molly. Hi. And this is our terrible, terrible journey into the land of Coheed and Cambria. We have been cursed to read every single Coheed comic book, every single song, the whole thing. We're doing it. This is what we're doing. We are doing it. Oh, God. Help us, please. It'll be <laughs> fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. Today, we continue going through the comic uh, Good Apollo. I am Burning Star 4, Volume 1, From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness, uh, written by Chandra Eschert, illustrated by Rags Morales, based on the album by Coheed and Cambria, which was written originally by Claudia Sanchez. Oh, God. Oof. I just... We continue the journey. I just want to read the summary that they have put on the inside cover of this this comic book. Yes, instead of recapping, we can just read this every time, so... Where are we? What has uh, happened? So it says, Tensions escalate aboard the Grail Arbor as Claudio grows frustrated with Ambolina's intense training methods to help him harness his growing powers. On Abity Prime, House Atlantic has been restored to all functional glory, giving Wilhelm Ryan time to focus on his diabolical new plan to force obedience on the population even in afterlife. While a slip-up at an inopportune time has put Ryder in hot water with Erica, the lines between his work and home life begin to blur. A last-minute proposal, meant to smooth things over, instead leaves a weighty, unanswered question hanging in the balance. Uh, my guy, she okay. gave you an answer. My guy, she said <laughs> she no. Said, <laughs> she told you to fuck off. She said, oh my god, get some professional help and stop talking to me. <laughs> she told you to stop calling. <laughs> And then uh, Ryder was like, so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying maybe. <laughs> uh, but that makes no mention of the fact that the actual ending of the last issue was Ryder stabbing his hand through a mirror which connected with uh, Claudio's fictional universe. Uh, and he got stabbed with the screwdriver uh, and his crowing powers turned on and he's like screaming. and Yeah, his and eyes are all chase whacked help. out. And that's where we begin. We begin uh, with uh, blood dripping from Claudia's hand as the screwdriver's in it. And for some reason, this panel is like a Chase and Ambelina running, but in a really weird angle that like clearly is emphasizing the titty. Uh, but yeah, it's, really it's just weird. weird. You're right. Like, I wasn't you... even like looking at this. Like also like her entire ass is still out there. But like cut off by the panel. Like yeah. you don't actually see it. Like, so why would you do it? it just fucking way? do it. Just, just put that ass there. <laughs> put it Draw all out. that ass. For fuck's uh, sake, rags. <laughs> um, so is like, who did this to you? What's happening? And Chloe's like, I, I think I did. But I, uh, was it a nightmare? What's happening? Uh, and Chase, ever the expositional robot, <laughs> is here to be like, ahem, it was not a nightmare. It was a leap, uh, a leap forward into... Uh, what? It, w- it was a leap forward. The mess. Hang on. Is that actually a comma between the metamorphoses into the yeah. crowing is accelerating? And then Claudia's like, not now, Chase. I'm really not in the mood, which say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Whether Chase, you're in the mood or not, you can't deny your fate as God's judge any longer. The evidence is building all around you. And like. Are you sure? Chase, remember the last time that someone had evidence built all around them? <laughs> They became God. They became God. And they, they're not, but they became God through sheer use of, like, a poor courtroom etiquette. Bad logic and courtroom etiquette. God. Um, uh, so, yeah, they continue to just debate what's going on. Being like, you know. 
Abelina says, Claudio, don't you realize you're the only hope the fence has left? And Claudio helpfully replies, <laughs> Have you looked up the definition of hope recently, Ambelina? I'm pretty sure it's the opposite of ending life as we know it. And then just fucking Chase is like, mm, he's right. I would never claim to know the mind of the creator, but the Gons God is clear. Just the three protagonists going, man, this doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> this sucks, dude. This, like, this, why, why any of this? Who why wrote doing, this? What is this? Who <laughs> wrote this shit? Uh, and then Ambelina just goes, what if the riddle was not ours to interpret in the first place? And everybody's just like, come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> boo you can't just be like oh it's not meant to be understood or just boo <laughs> so ambelina continues according to prize lore when the first <laughs> tri-mage tried to counter the 12 sectors over a thousand years ago my ancestors stopped him and god didn't punish them for doing so harmony was restored and the worlds were returned to normal and okay so they have another prophecy another legend in no, which this is merely prize law. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Well, I mean, like, the prize specifically. They knew this was happening, has happened before, and then when they saw it happening again, they went, mm, no, not us. Not us this time. We're not going to help. That's not for us to do. Yeah, why? Did, hang on. How could there be prize law that says, like, very specifically outlines this exact thing? <laughs> yeah, and then have them, when confronted, go, uh, not our place. I know our, I know our buddies did this before, but, uh... No, that's uh, not my job. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. This no, is kind it's of incredible worse. how little sense it makes. How like yes, this like makes this moment in this comic better, I guess, but it just makes the whole thing fall apart just that much more. Yeah. And then Chase is like, "Where's your proof? <laughs> <laughs> you have no proof of such events." And I believe it's just no. I have belief in a time when the prize were not afraid to act of their own free will. It's like trying to explain, like, actually, this doesn't contradict anything. Uh, over time, we became afraid of the riddle, so paralyzed by the fear of making the wrong decision that my sisters stood idly by while horrible things happened. It cost them their lives and the lives of countless others. It sure fucking did. Do you think it was, like, extremely, like, prize-centrist being like, you know, if we kill Wilhelm Ryan, we're just as bad as him? <laughs> prize-centrist. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they're like, hey... Claudia, it's gonna be fine. You, you, you have to be the one. You can do it all. Um, and he has another. Hey, fuck this! None of this makes any sense. I'm not doing this. Uh, and then Chase is like, "Well, you're the crowing. You're the god's judge. You have to dole out the vengeance." And Claudio's like, "I hate this so much. I just this is bad, and I hate it." And because, like, the entire concept of this story from the moment it begun doesn't actually have any tension because it's literally just someone going, you're the chosen one, and him going, no, I'm not, but he actually is, so it doesn't make any difference. Uh, they can't even, like, conclude this scene with anything, so it just gets interrupted by Jesse going, everyone report to the bridge. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs to go to the bridge right now for debriefing. I don't know what we're debriefing on, but we are. Uh, we will find out later because instead we cut... Uh, to Ambelina, who has been bound and is, um, like, her wings are cut off and she is lying in front of her own grave, mm -hmm. staring at it. Uh, but as the camera or the panels zoom in to the grave, uh, if Ambelina fades away and instead Erica Court is now tied up and staring at the grave that now has Erica Court's name written on it. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, and she's, like, begging for her life. Uh, yeah, you turn the page and she's like, please, you don't want to do this. And then Ryder's like above her with a baseball bat. Uh, is it a baseball bat or is it a up. shovel? That's a baseball bat. 
Is it? Okay. That's a baseball bat. Which, I don't know how he dug that grave with a baseball bat. No, no wait, you're it's right. A it's a shovel. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a shovel. <laughs> it looks like a baseball bat. In yeah, in that pa- first couple frames, no, you're absolutely right. It looks weird, but then the next page has the, uh, the head of the shovel on it. Huh, that's totally a shovel. Why would he dig a... <laughs> Does seem a bit stupid to dig a grave with a baseball bat. God. God, what a stupid thing. Anyway. <laughs> so... Ryder's completely insane and is like picking Erica up like, why aren't you laughing now? So weird, disgusting witch writer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, ask why are you laughing now? Or why aren't you laughing now? And Erica's like, listen, I know you're in there. Come back to me. Let me help you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and she says that she loves him. And then uh, the writer just... As always, if you really love me, you would have endured my world. I'm done talking. Now get in the ground. And he throws her into the grave he's dug and then buries her alive. Yep. This is the murder sequence. This is the murder um, scene. This is the scene with which the entire album basically revolves around. Like, Ryder uh, it re- is revealed in the next page that he's, like, having a vision. Um, uh, like, he's... The next page is him looking at a medical cabinet being like there's no way i'm going to a doctor for this or and he can see uh erica's reflection in the mirror uh so yeah he has had like a like an intense vision of murdering erica slash ambelina i don't know the lines are unclear yeah um but he is he is pissed off about how this whole thing has gone it's like you broke up with me you told me to stop writing my stupid story therefore i will murder you i will like, kill you so this is the thing that i've uh said has been really interesting about this story um when talking to you is like it's always been bad and misogynistic but without even realizing it this feels like a like a deeply self-aware statement of intent about claudia's worldview even though it's not that because yeah. like, no when the woman betrays me and questions my dumb story uh i will then murder them that is just the way things have to be that is that is it and like the story has that happen but it has it happen in a way that's like oh um this isn't real this is just a like a vision that my uh character is having and the actual story is going to be about how they deal with that like feeling and how they have to process it like that this is the metaphor for the breakup is you broke up with me so now i have to kill you and then the story follows from man that's just a normal response to a breakup let's work go from there like holy shit (laughs) yeah dude what well, are we gonna? Do we want to mention that interview that he gave, where he says like literally that? Yes. You what are you watching? Uh, a, a documentary called "The Fiction Will See the Real." Oh yes, uh, famous line from the Coheed and Cambriel songs. Um, yeah, there yes. is a point where they're talking about how uh, Chandra and Claudio broke up, and Claudio in this interview just like, and it's just matter of fact. It's so matter of fact. There's like no. He laughs a little bit, but it's not. Like, this is a dumb thing I'm saying. It's just, he just goes, you know, if, if you hurt me, I'm going to put you in the story and murder you. And it's like, yikes, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's just like a, that is a direct very, quote from that interview. It's like very nakedly admitting that this is just, you know, I am just processing my own um, guilt and feelings in my art. Which, like, yes, everyone does that. Everyone, yeah, absolutely. Everyone does that. Uh, that's, like, not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, inherently uh but when the thing you're expressing is 
an incredibly uncritical look at something very toxic and misogynistic and really bad, that's when it becomes like a problem. Yeah, it's uh, uh it's bad. I, I and it I don't know if it's gotten better, like honestly, over time. Yeah, because we we talked about how like um this comic is written by uh Chandra, who is the character who Erica is based on, or the person who the character Erica is based on. Man, this we got three layers of this bullshit. <laughs> Ambelina yep. based on Erica, based on Chandra. I hate it. <laughs> now all perceived through Chandra's based on Claudia's based on the original album. Yes, oh, Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Uh. Anyway, so that's th- it's it's interesting and like it's bad, but uh, it's weird. What a weird album. Uh, like it is a step up from just oh what if there's a serial killer who like murders all the women haha <laughs> isn't that funny like it's so much more specific it's less it's, like obnoxiously uh gross in its extremity it's I also guess, like way more direct too yeah like it's not oh this guy just you know murders and assaults women because that's what we're going to put in our comic book as a way to like never engage with real emotions uh this however is a very direct engagement with the real emotion of uh this woman broke up with me and i have a like desire to see her dead as previously mentioned the only het feeling is anger (laughs) it's true (laughs) seen here um but uh then he opens a fridge uh, oh, Ryder opens yeah. a fridge and a bunch of weird shit comes out because he's going completely mad. Um, he's out of drugs. Uh, he opens his fridge and like a bunch of just like bugs and creatures come out. Um, I assumed these are like things from the universe because like one of the things in there is just the number thirty. Yeah, there's just a big thirty-three in there. But it looks like, like ah, it's just a yeah. bunch of gross shit. There's like a couple kids down there. There's then, like well, there's Maria? three kids. I don't know. Mm-hmm. A goat, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it, mm. uh so he's he's having a bad time he's completely losing it he's it's having really visions of day. murder um he's, he's losing it completely uh but then we cut back to the story back to the fiction and who do we cut to but the boy himself mayo it's has him. returned mayo hello friend we've missed friend. you so oh how we've needed you he has returned <laughs> and he says i have news my lord. he has returned with news <laughs> mayo has news news from the mayo (laughs) to which will Ryan replies he just goes i didn't ask for news general he's like i told you to bring me the crowy and then mayo's just like uh my recon scouts have uh, tracked the grail arbor near the outskirts of sector 11 um it's just like you offer me crumbs while i orchestrate a feast do not bore me with the minutiae of your day unless it includes the completion of my task why are the villains so much cooler than everything happening on the hero side i was gonna say like ryan between these books got such an upgrade on his like just vocabulary and what an (laughs) asshole he is yeah because like before we had dogs being afraid of him and like claudia giving monologues like oh man he's so deserving of an ass kicking (laughs) yeah and now he's just like above everything and everyone i mean he is god now that is true i'm glad that we got someone who can like write him as a ridiculous like comic book god character yes because he is extremely that someone has read a lot of you know uh dr doom speeches yes absolutely um Uh, so Mayo uh, says, "My lord, there's nothing to." And he says, "Listen, time is of the essence. I time is of the essence, General. I won't hesitate to recommission the admiral before I'm made a fool of." Uh, and 
Mayo promises that, you know, his guys will take care of Inferno, the boy, etc. cetera. Uh, and, and then Ryan just sits down and is like, look, look, <laughs> look, they're a bunch of rebels. I'm God. It's fine. And then he said that this, this panel, which is one of the best panels in this entire series happens where uh, Ryan goes, if I may be honest, these worlds bore me. What is left for me here? And then Mayo just responds, <laughs> you have no equals, my lord. You are not wrong, General. <laughs> I just again, I love just the tired office manager shit that Mayo's yeah, I... giving off. I know we've like kind of put that on him, but just boredly saying you have no equals is just such a great and, image. But then, like, like uh, Ryan uh, responding, "Yeah, you're not wrong there. They do be like that. <laughs> you got me there." <laughs> 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 Therefore, I have chosen to refocus all my energies on breaking free from these chains of mortality. These the blockade's sole purpose is to deter the Klingon. The Klingon shit. The Klingon. <laughs> it's to deter the Kilgannon boy long enough to recreate camps where I will vaccinate every man, woman, and child against this disease of rebellion in the afterlife. Hey, what? <laughs> hey, what? Oh, he wants to rule the afterlife. Too. He's God. He can't just rule these like couple of worlds. He needs to like control souls. And I'm pretty sure that's how God works. But man, <laughs> and then Mayo is like being our boy and getting things, getting things in, uh, going like an excellent plan, but with one fatal flaw, my lord. And then Ryan, flips Ryan, his shit. It's like, screaming mad at you. <laughs> Your infantile jealousy has made you bold, General. <laughs> Do you dare question me? <laughs> just, only because I have a plan that I think you'll find superior, my lord. We must re-enlist the flies. And Ryan's just like, ah, oh, yes, of course. The fuel to our feeding end, the flies. Hey, the why flies. this again? Uh, and as you get a hologram with the flies to remember, hey, you get like a full page of the flies and a picture of them with a hologram. And you're like, man, the flies coming back, you know, everyone's favorite thing. I feel like maybe Claudio realized like, you know, we didn't really use these very much to have them be like a complete symbol of our band. Maybe that's, hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, then it then after this, it cuts to Ryder on the typewriter to say click clack, implying that he's just been writing all of that. Hey, <laughs> so he's just writing, hey by the yeah. way, quick yes. question. Why the flies again, but for real? Like, Well, the reason is because he saw a dragonfly fly in his window. Oh, okay, okay, yes, that makes sense then. <laughs> in the next page, he's like, looks to his window and sees a dragonfly, and then he's like, ah, clearly uh, yes, I must write the flies back into my story. It is a sign. I'm God. <laughs> <laughs> From God to me, God. And then you get the entire, the best page in the whole thing, which is a couple of wordless panels uh, of Mayo drawn and colored really well for this. Like, because a lot of this comic isn't like great in terms of its uh, look for me, but you just have Ma Mayo in this alleyway being mostly lit in shadow, uh, approaching this wall with a dragonfly on it and like opening the secret wall and passing into the secret lair. It's the coolest shit. Our boy is at it again. He's out here doing it, getting it done. Yeah. Uh, so and he goes to this evil base and is like, we have to, like, don't be, don't give me the stuff, don't give me the pleasantries, Dr. Dervine. The Red Army requires your services once again. The flies need an upgrade. Uh, and the guy's like, look, uh, I am an evil scientist in a <laughs> uh, evil space dictatorship. I've already done the upgrade. Listen, I know what the score is. I'm ready to do this. Let me, hey, let me show you my room with one trillion dragon. I know the order was smaller than that last time. 
but I feel like we're going to need to bring out the big guns on this one. <laughs> yep, he's got, he's ready, he's prepared, he's got all these flies. <laughs> Can you imagine this asshole's life? Like, he's just hanging out in this secret base, like, mm, time to make some more dragonflies again. Just, well, just like, you just know they're going to need the dragonflies again one day, and then it'll allow me to upgrade them, so I should just do that right now. And get it has out the been, way. So that it when they come, been, mm, it's been, been ten, 10 years. years. It's been 10 years. He's been doing this for 10 years. Uh, and then we cut back uh, to the Grail Arbor, where Jesse is giving this debriefing on what the fuck actually happened at the end of the last comic book. Uh, yeah, thank God, because <laughs> who knew? And he's like, hey, okay, so uh, Abby Prime, uh, is a blockade, uh, we can't get in, um, but House Atlantic is fine. It's fine. We think they're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. House Atlantic is fine. We destroyed it for like five minutes, but it didn't actually matter. Uh, and Claudia's like, excuse me, I destroyed it with my big green blast. And I'm like, what? No, you didn't. It was clearly like, not destroyed. It was clearly not destroyed. You just kind of knocked it back a bit. You like deflected the blast. And you, you like acknowledge that yourself. <laughs> in, you acknowledge in that the yourself. comic. In the comic. Um, I think it might have been the voiceover. Yeah, if it's the, if that's the voiceover, I guess it's from the future past this, I guess. But man, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Not this week. Yeah. So um, just he's like, we may have defeated it, nephew, but we didn't destroy it. What you did on Appity Prime was no more than a setback for House Atlantic, and we certainly didn't lay it to waste. Uh, and just Claudio's just like maybe if you didn't pull us out of there, I could have. And, and size is like I I heard of the retreat because we were all we were literally all going to die and you re- re- like repelled the beam that was going to kill us all and saved us. That was how that comic ended. Do you not remember how the comic ended? You were in it. It's just it's so weird that Claudio's like I don't know why you took me out of that fight. I wanted to fight more when he very clearly did not. Like yeah, when all the rest of his character is like, man, being the crowing sucks. What do I meant to do? Yeah, but he's also like, but I gotta kill Ryan. I guess. Yeah. Oh, the untangling the mess of these plots is not going well for anyone. No. Anyway, what happens is he and Jesse like start having a fight. Like Jesse's like, "Hey, uh, how House Atlantic is currently generating far more energy. They're working on something big. So we, uh, like Claudio's here, Ambeline is here, Hack and Many are back. Like, yeah, shout Hack out to Manny. Hack and Everyone's Many. Fr- <laughs> shout out to Hack and Many. We have to go uh, and counterattack as soon as possible, like before they can fully recover. We leave in the morning. Um, and then and, there's uh, this great panel of the crowd, like, uh, oh, fuck, we're all about to die. <laughs> we're all gonna die again. And then Claudio's like, uh, that's good, but I'm leaving because I don't want to die. Yeah, uh, it just he's like, um, excuse me? Yeah, and Amelia's like, there's no time to overreact. And Claudia's like, why? I'm not overreacting. Why am I the only one saying anything about this? Um, and then, like, Jesse grabs Claudio. <laughs> yeah. And, it was, like, the crowd is like, oh, man, Claudio's gonna leave? Uh-oh. And then Claudio just goes, what the hell is your strategy, Inferno? You don't have a clue. And then Jesse Thank just you. grabs him and is like, for fuck... And Claudio goes, for fuck's sake, Amelie is the last prize in Heaven's Fence. You just want to toss her out. Why? And it's just... Man, like, Claudio's just like, I threw everything I had at them. They're up and running a couple days later. How can you not see how fucked your plan is and always is? Yep. 
it's, uh, it's yeah, like no, thank you claudio the one you. person who can yell at jesse i guess can you even remember a time you completed a mission without getting scores of your own men killed weren't you also in charge of keeping mariah the only hope of this dump of a galaxy ever had safe oh like, oh boo low blow i mean don't bring up the dead girlfriend i mean do because like true <laughs> it did did happen it did happen Uh, and then jesse just like attacks him but forgets that he can just turn invisible (laughs) yeah so claudio faces through him while he goes face first into a fucking wall like an idiot uh yeah and then claudio like uh pins him against the ball and's like you're willing to send us out all to the slaughter and the off chance you might get lucky and fix your losing record you're not a leader you're just a terrorist like my parents and i'm like okay i don't hmm were parents terrorists? Does he know about the te- parents? I guess. Because does he know about the KBI, but have the KBI even really been explained in this story? It's like, literally next issue they're going to talk about the KBI. And so, it's, it's really weird. Yeah. I don't know where Claudia would have gotten that information unless... I, I mean, like, anyway, I guess there's profiles on them everywhere. Anyway, instead of uh, explaining anything, uh, Jesse smacks him and smacks him to the ground. And everyone's like looking at Jesse and uh, Claudia goes, even your own robot children are afraid of you. (laughs) Just a fantastic line. Early contender for line of the year. (laughs) Even your own robot children are afraid of you. Uh, And then he sends everyone off the bridge. uh, And instead of fighting anymore, it's like, hey, Claudia, we need to talk. It's time time to talk about your parents. It's time you learn the truth about your parents. And then we cut to the real world where uh, Ryder is holding a dragonfly, bites the head off the dragonfly, and then, like, crunches it in his fist. Yeah, he does that. To be continued. Where will this go from here? Uh, boy. There we have it. That is... That is issue two. That is issue two. That's where we are. what the fuck? Man, it's a whole thing. I know we say that a lot, but wowza. We have ten more issues to go. <laughs> yep. I think I think number ten is coming out soon. Uh, so we'll yeah, definitely I mean, be on track for uh We are on track on for it to be done. Um, yeah, we're on track for this to be done uh, before, like after the, the comic comes out. Yes. So we shouldn't have to make too many more delays, hopefully. Fingers Hopefully. crossed. Yep. I mean, other than the delays that will naturally happen from like this being the time where everything's kind of uh, yeah, um, everybody's busy. We have we have big lives, big lives, a lot of things happening. Everybody's busy, busy, big lives, a lot of things happening. I'm at school, things are bad, things are stressful. Uh, but we're mostly, I'm not mapping mostly back on track. But anyway, there's also a song, and the song for this uh, for this issue is easily Coheed and Caribbean's most. Uh, well-known song, so you'll probably recognize this. Yes. Welcome Home is yeah, welcome home. a very good song. Oh, it's fucking great. It's a good song. I'm here to defend Welcome Home. It's the So maybe the content is bad. Oh, yes. We should probably talk about that. 
Ah, uh, yes, no. So, we talked about the scene uh, where she gets murdered. That's what this entire song is about. This entire song is a, a song about murdering your wife who has just dumped you. Or said no, I guess. Yes, or um, said no to your proposal. You could first line of this song uh, is, you could have been all I wanted, but you weren't honest. Now get in the ground. Uh, like, a lot of this song... Impo- like So, as we talked about in the um, first issue, there's this implication that Erica and therefore Chandra has, like, cheated. These songs are definitely, like, breakup songs about someone lying to you and cheating on you. But I can't tell if that's actually happened or if that's just being invoked in order to, like... Because he's mostly angry about other things. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's just trying to justify all of this anger by saying that. I really don't know. Because both in this song uh, and in the comic itself, uh, like, Ryder and, you know, this song are mostly angry about the fact that... (laughs) not caring about the dumb story not like it's a song about breaking up with someone while being on tour right like it's yes you couldn't handle my life my life on the road uh and you left me and now i'm gonna go with my guitar (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is the murder riff it is definitely the murder riff absolutely we like that one led zeppelin song what if we just made that god uh yeah it's it's a lot. The song is a lot, and the entire thing is just different ways of calling your ex a whore or uh, planning on how you're gonna kill her. Uh, that's not uh, an I like implication. That's literally in the lyrics. Yeah, that's it's literal. <laughs> uh, line, a whore in the, sheep's clothing. Yeah, no, uh, fucking up all I do. <laughs> God. What, like, what, what is, the, what happened, Claudio? <laughs> like, you wrote a love song, and she broke up with you, and then you wrote this. My man. My I guy. mean, it's hard. Breakups suck, I guess. <laughs> Breakups but, like, are bad, man. but I've never wanted to murder someone over it. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the maybe, weird one. Maybe you're the weird one. Please make up your mind, girl, he doesn't act we're not saying that claudia actually wants to murder his actual physical wife real person chandra like that's not what we're saying (laughs) we're saying that it just reveals something very fucked up and weird about like the like unquestioned entitlement and the emotional reactions therein uh in like het relationships with men who haven't like examined that stuff right yes i want people like in case people listening uh 
I don't actually think we're saying, man, that Claudio Sanchez, he's basically is just a murderer. Yeah, no, like, that's no. not what we're saying. We, it is, it's it's uh, reading texts, hashtag. Right. <laughs> Doing some analysis. Doing some analysis. Come to my lecture on Kaido <laughs> Carrier. I mean, that's basically what this is, right? Yeah, no, look at my Foucauldian reading of uh, the Avrius. <laughs> okay, um, this song fucking owns, though. This song owns so hard. It's such a good song. It's really uh, good. So this is like a uh, thing that will continue. This is the equivalent of um, In Keeping Sick with Silent Earth 3. The first track on a Cogan Cabri album is usually some kind of big riff-heavy banger. Um, this is a slower version of that. Like the next uh, album song is a like a much more similar to uh, In Keeping Secrets. Uh, but they I really tried like to song. recapture that. Yeah, yeah. They never quite recapture it until Domino, which is actually yes. like, what if we made that song again? It literally but, exactly. Yeah, but we did a good job this time. Again, um, again, again. Uh, whereas here, this is just uh, like a very slow progressing riff as uh, he's yelling these lyrics. Um, it is the first Kohei song I ever heard. Uh, it's one of the first songs I ever heard, but I mean, like, for good reason. It was, it's been in all, this is in Rock Band, it's, in, apparently it's in a version of an, a Madden NFL uh, 06, I guess. Uh, oh, great, yeah, no, Yeah, course. so, you know, if you heard it there, welcome. Well, no, I heard it in the trailer for the movie 9. <laughs> yes, that that was what I was going to say next, because I think it might be the most popular one somehow, but I think it's mostly just because we... it got TV play. Yeah, we were all watching the trailer for the movie 9. I... Hey, you know what's a good movie? Nine's a pretty good movie. Is it pretty good? I haven't seen it. Oh, you should watch Nine. It's a good movie. Song doesn't play in the movie. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably for the best. Probably for the best. Uh, the movie's pretty good. Nothing to do with Cody and Cambria. No. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No, I like the song a fair bit. Uh, like, yes, the outro goes on too long, but there's a lot of songs in this album where the outro goes on too long. You don't get a 74-minute album without some outros that go on a bit too long. <laughs> I cannot believe this album is 74 minutes long. It's a big one. That's two albums! That is the that's, length of two albums! Yeah, that's like two albums worth of music. They, man, they put it out there. Uh, they sure did. <laughs> that is the thing that they definitely did. Um, uh, so what uh, what lyrics should I read? Oh, you could um, read literally anything, Jackson. <laughs> uh, like the first verse is clearly the one, but we basically um, said the important lines for that. Uh, so let's just do verse two here. You stormed off to scar the armada like Jesus played letter. I'll drill through your hands. The stone for the curse you have blamed me. With love and devotion, I'll die as you sleep. But if you could just write me out to never less wonder, happy will I become. <laughs> Be true that this is no option. So with sin, I condemn you. Demon, play demon out. What the fuck? What the f- <laughs> Dude, dude, relax. It's, it's, she broke it, up with you. It's sad. It's okay, though. Like... I can't tell who's, like, the perspective of this. Yeah, it's it sounds kind of like I'll kill you and then myself. Oops. Like, he's talking to himself in uh, first person, but on both sides. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like, but if you could just write me out is a line that plays as if it's coming from, like, Erica's perspective. Um, uh, yeah, no, that, that line feels like it's, like, if you could kill me, will you actually be happy? Is what that, like, 
um says and then his response is uh well it doesn't fucking matter you're you're uh you know i'm not gonna be happy anyway die yeah fuck you anyway (laughs) i don't care we have returned to the lyrics that are completely inscrutable like if you take a look at them they're actually not that complicated because you know it's not like code in cambria has like incredibly deep levels of subtext or anything but the phrasing is so fucking weird and doesn't like make any sense <sighs> happy will i become is it? that's a four-year-old line to make something rhyme <laughs> yeah <laughs> like come on you can do better than this we know you're better than this uh, anyway that's welcome home i would give it an eight out of ten uh yeah i'd probably give it an eight eight or a nine somewhere in there somewhere in that region it's really this, good th- it's a fucking a, banger, a, but also the outro is just... I skip it every time. Oh, man, they sure do make that riff a lot. They sure do, don't they? <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good song, man. We're only two tracks in. We're only two We're issues only, in. This is only two tracks. Two issues of 12, two tracks of 14 yes uh next one uh you know the next few are gonna be pretty good next few next, tracks are pretty fucking good next song i don't know if it lines up with the comic book <laughs> i don't think it does at all i don't think it does at all i think uh, well actually we- no i have read the next issue it does not line up with this at all well huh yeah okay we're we'll gonna have, have to, have to talk that. about it we can't talk about not that. talk about it oh we can't not talk about it we have to talk about it <sighs> next time next time we're gonna have to talk about it yes i was gonna like end on like a nice uh we have to talk about you know moment uh and have like cut to the song and the credit we have to do the plug zone i'll be shot if i don't do the plug zone i'll be murdered (laughs) i will be uh thrown into my own grave (laughs) (laughs) don't do that don't do that that's that's not very nice don't murder me uh claudia (laughs) uh where can we find you on the internet molly uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a white ER at audioentropy.com and at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck. That's very cool. You can find me at Headfalls Off on Twitter. You can find the other podcasts we do at abnormalmapping.com. We have Abnormal Mapping, uh, which is a game club podcast at thebestgame.club. We have Second Officer Slog, a Star Trek podcast. We are wrapping up Discovery over the next couple weeks. Uh, that is at Star Trek Podcast.space. Uh, there's Novel Not New, Fireside Friends at firesidefriends.net, just a lot of podcasts. If you go to patreon.com slash mapping, you can support these podcasts. And for $1 a month, you can listen to The Great Gundam Project, where we, uh, you know, listen to or watch Gundam, and then you listen to us talk about it. It's good. Uh, we are currently starting Zeta Gundam, so there will be a free episode this week uh, for people who haven't listened before to get a sense of what the show is like. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's it. We are done. It's time to play the music and go home and lie down. And put lie this, down. Put this podcast in the ground. In the ground. All right. It sounded like I was making a Lonely Island reference then, but I wasn't.
kiss for you. 